Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Welcome, Brewer fans, back to the Broker Review Podcast. Uh, we've got me and Scott here tonight. Uh, Vince might be chiming in here shortly. Chad is doing something more important. And, uh, yeah, so um, we'll, what we're going to be doing here going forward, uh, besides doing our pretty much weekly podcast, um, I believe we're going to try to do series recap podcasts at the end of every series, which would mostly probably be Wednesday or Thursday evenings or um, Sunday evenings. Um, but uh, anyway, well, I guess with this year, I don't know when the series could end or start yeah, or end or get canceled any time. You never know. But anyway, how are you doing tonight, Scott? I'm doing all right. Um, I mean, when you look at this series, what, we started 0-2. We basically finished 2-2, like, without Kane, without Braun, without Yelich one of those nights. Um, I'm pretty happy with it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, it is a lot. Uh, the Brewers finally get their home opener on Monday at Miller Park after much delay. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we still not, uh, it's August, what is it, 7th. The Brewers have still not won a game at Miller Park, but uh, luckily we've only played two home games. So um, we do have a big three games against the Reds we'll talk about later. But yeah, to recap this series, like you said, Scott, uh, two and two. We split the series ultimately, so to speak, with the Chicago White Sox, who really are an up-and-coming powerhouse of a team. If you ask me, I mean, they've got Luis Robert as their leadoff hitter, who looks like like the second coming of Mike Trout. Light uh, power, speed, knows how to get on base, uh, pretty awesome. Um, but uh, in the middle, they're on up the stack, and they add a former Brewer, Yasmani Grandal, who gets on base uh, all the time too. So. I mean, pretty good team. I think their pitching is a little bit uh, outside of, like, Lucas Lito, Keiko, and stuff. Their pitching is probably not quite as good as their hitting, but really good team. And uh, I guess we're done with them for the year, luckily, now. So we we escaped with the the split, which I'm happy with. Um, We're back to 500 for the year uh, at 5-5. And Yelich is finally showing some signs of life. I think he's got the average over the 100 line, which is – I'm not sure if that even has someone's name, but – not the Mendoza line. It's half the Mendoza line. He's got over that at least. And he had uh, uh, hit his second homer of the season inside the park shop tonight on a play that was very odd. Um, I, I guess everyone was commenting, um, me and Vince Scott, as we always watch the games together, of course, um, that we've never seen a play like that before. And I guess that's because there's not too many left fielders that get tangled into, uh, into nets. <laughs> yeah, um, like absolutely. Jimenez did tonight because those nets <clears throat> were just installed for this season, I believe, to protect fans who are now just cardboard cutouts and don't need protection. But anyway, the uh, yeah, the nets are still in place, and Eloy Jimenez, you know, I think thought he was going to get to the ball, which he didn't quite get to, and then when he awkwardly missed it, he kind of fell into the net. And um, of course, Christian Yelich who's runs like a awkward gazelle scored quite easily actually on the inside part home run. So anyway, um, yeah, big game tonight from the Brewers. Like I said, yellow town base with four walks and then inside the park home run. Uh, so hopefully he gets things going here. Um, like you said, Scott, the big news this week that we, you know, losing Lorenzo Kane who opted out for the season. is kind of a big blow to the heart of the team, but, um, 
Yeah, I think some other guys are going to have to step up, and then we'll probably see quite a lot of Ben Gamble in the lineup, I'm guessing, going forward, as he was the leadoff hitter tonight. But unfortunately, he took a golden sombrero. But anyway, um, hopefully going forward, uh, the Brewers, I'm a little bit concerned about our offense overall now. I mean, obviously we need Braun back in there as soon as he's healthy, but I mean, Yellen's got to pick it up. Braun's got to get back in there. But even then, we're going to be missing Kane for the season. And overall, I mean, I commented on this before, but, you know, last year we had Mike Moustakis and Yasmani Grandel, and we replaced those players with, um, you know, Avi Garcia and uh, Narvaez, the catcher. Um, so, I I think it's a downgrade in those two bats out of our lineup, too, to be quite honest. So, I, I guess, what's your overall thoughts on how this the Brewers' offense is going to click going for the rest of the season? Well, um, I, I don't really know how to even word that, but, like, the team is um, hopefully better than the sum of its parts or something like that. Like, I mean, I just see it, like, there's a lot of role players in here that Stearns went out and got, and if Council uses them, correctly like obviously we're going to be looking at a lot of platoons all over the all over the diamond I mean there's a ton of versatility there and it's just like we're the guys that are in the starting lineup are going to have to do their job and then you know we still have a decently deep bench it's just that it's not a very ominous like you're not going to scare anybody with our lineup I mean even last year when we had the pitcher spot we were like well, Arcia kind of struggled last year, and he mostly batted in the eighth spot. But, like, we, we were one through seven. We were really, really good. And now um, you kind of look at our lineup, and you're like, oh, boy, after five, it really drops off. Like, <laughs> that's that's not good. <laughs> no, and, and some guys, you know, another signing that hasn't, he hasn't gotten off the, on the gates very well is Justin Smoke at first base. And then, of course, one of our big acquisitions, training Trent Grissom for – uh, shortstop Luis Arias. He hasn't even gotten to the field yet because of various injuries and other issues. So, um, I mean, that'll be a welcome addition when he gets added. But, um, yeah, so far, um, you know, we're relying on, you know, seeing some at bats from like Jack Jerko. We did have a nice two home run tonight. And, um, you know, Sogard, Bachholt, and guys like Mark Mathias. So, I mean, yeah, I, we really need to get uh, our best lineup out there soon and, and get them all firing on all cylinders. And obviously this is a very odd season where there was very little spring training slash summer camp for guys to ramp up. And hopefully they get warmed up here real quick because, I mean, it's such a short season. I was looking, you know, uh, you know, we've just got through two months. Yeah, it's kind of like the home stretch. Like, in reality, we'd already be in a normal season, we'd already be a week past the trade deadline for crying out loud. So, I mean, it's going to come quick uh, as far as the end of the season and the playoffs. So, the Brewers really need to get on track. And the good thing is that the season did end today. I believe the Brewers would be in as they're in second place in the 5-5 five five record. And the Cubs, though, built a little bit of lead and a cushion in the first place there. But uh, we've got plenty of games coming up with them. And we talked about it before we got on air in our pre-production meeting, Scott, but uh, Major League Baseball just today, I believe, announced the rescheduling of some things. And, and uh, the Brewers series that got wiped out against the Cardinals because of their COVID issues um, is going to be rescheduled with three doubleheaders on September 14th, 16th at Miller Park, two doubleheaders. And then I believe the 25th at Bush Stadium, um, opening up a 
the final three-game series, it will now be a four-game series with uh, the first game of that doubleheader being, quote-unquote, a home game with the Brewers. So, I mean, we kind of get shafted here and have to play the Cardinals literally, um, what is it, nine times in six days um, toward the end of September. That's a little ridiculous. I mean, how many of those nine <laughs> – Nine games in six days can Josh Hader pitch? I don't know. So right. <laughs> it's kind of a disadvantage for the Brewers, I believe. Yeah, well, I guess the the one good thing that I – it's definitely no fun to play any team that much. I mean, that's kind of unheard of. So uh, that's definitely not cool. But um, the, the nice thing is uh, even though the Cubs have, have had a really hot start to the season, they, they did lose to the Royals 13-2 today. And uh, Tyler Chatwood became uh, – I guess the clock struck midnight on him. He kind of turned back into Tyler Chatwood. He gave up eight earned runs in two and a third. Um, so, yeah, he really got slapped around. And then even though the game was obviously well in hand, um, they did throw Kimbrell out there late and um, to try to get him right, and he gave up a run also. So Kimbrell's not right. Like, Chatwood pitched really, really well his first two starts, and now he came back to earth. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe the Cubs will turn back into the the Cubs we all know and love and wind up in the bottom of the NL Central, but we'll see. Yeah, it's interesting that we have a weekend series back at Miller Park now against the Cincinnati Reds as we play them for the first time this year. We, you know, just finishing up here at the White Sox. I think I mentioned this before that uh, a lot of us will not Vince, I guess, but thought that the Reds and the White Sox are going to be some of the most improved teams in baseball. Um, this year and um the white Sox look pretty good the reds the reds uh, have not looked too good so far i mean i think they're five and eight um and they're in fourth place in the division but i still am worried about them um sonny gray's looked awesome so far and uh, i think trevor barth threw like a seven inning shutout uh complete game and a part of a doubleheader recently so um i don't know um I think it's a big series coming up here against the Reds, and I, I, I hope the Brewers can uh, at least win the series coming up. I know that the pitching matchups, I, I laughed when I saw tomorrow's pitching matchup, Scott. It's uh, Bauer versus Bauer. And then, let's see, wow. Saturday we've got uh, Brett Anderson. We'll take on Tony Disco or Anthony Disclofini, but I, I call him Tony Disco. And then uh, Sunday we've got an awesome matchup, Sonny Gray versus Brandon Woodruff which I think is an ironic matchup because, um, as Brooke Review, long-time listeners know, at some point about two and a half years ago or uh, so, I, I was an advocate of the Brewers trading for Sonny Gray, and I was willing to use a little prospect ship named Brandon Woodruff in, in trying to land him, but never came to fruition. Uh, I'm not the GM, and luckily probably so, because Brandon Woodruff obviously looks awesome. So he's turning into the Brewers ace and Sonny Gray has also done very well once he got out of, Yank, uh, out of New York but um, anyway I, I think that worked out pretty well um, so that should be an interesting matchup on Sunday so I'm looking forward to all these games hopefully uh, coming up this weekend at Miller Park. In your defense um, Woodruff was I mean he had very little bit um, I guess major league experience and so uh, if you would have looked at trading Sonny Gray for Woodruff, you would have said, well, it's basically a trade of two, like, number three starters or something like that. But uh, both players have dramatically uh, improved their stock. I mean, Sonny Gray has looked lights out ever since he uh, came back to Cincinnati. And um, Woodruff has obviously had a great career with Milwaukee. So now it would be like a trade of two aces. <laughs> yeah. And former Bre Brewers pitching coach, uh, uh, 
Doug Johnson or David Dave Johnson, I think. Eric. Um, Eric, Eric Johnson. Derek, yeah. yeah. The, uh, I'm not sure if any of those are right. I have to look it up. But anyway, our huh. former pitching coach. <laughs> no, his, his it was DJ. His his initials were DJ. So yeah, I'm Derek. Pretty sure. Derek. Oh, I thought you said Eric. Yeah, Derek uh, Johnson. Derek Johnson. <laughs> Um, so anyway, it's quite late where I am. Uh, Scott's still on uh, Vegas time. So, I mean, the sun probably hasn't gone down there because, you know, so, and the clubs that he goes to haven't even been up. So, um, but no, I'm, I'm ready for bed. So anyway, no, Derek Johnson, yeah, has, has been there. And of course he was a college, um, coach of, uh, Sonny Gray. And so they're, they're reunited in Cincinnati. It's obviously been a windfall for them, but, um, and now Mike Wasak is on that team. Nick Castellanos, they signed this offseason. He's looked awesome so far. So they have a formidable lineup and obviously a pretty decent hitting staff. I believe our bullpen is better than theirs. but And they've stumbled out of the gates here a little bit too. And uh, I guess we don't know what kind of team St. Louis is yet. They've only played five games, um, and they're just under 500. So um, I don't know. It should be interesting. And I'll center. I think the Cubs will fall back down to earth. And I feel that Brewers, um, again, it's kind of – how far their offense will take them. Their pitching looked pretty awesome. And uh, another thing, uh, Josh Lindblom, again, coming back from Korea, who knows what we're going to get out of him, but he looked pretty solid. Great game tonight, seven strikeouts and five solid innings, and he only got two earned runs. And Freddie Peralta actually came out of relief tonight, and in three innings, I think he gave up one hit and struck out like six batters. So um, he really looked good when he had a big lead. Like, he pitched very aggressively. And uh, I noticed that because he came in when there was, I think, a uh, two-run lead, and he was nibbling and playing around or whatever, trying to basically pitch him too carefully. The Brewers had exploded for, I think, four more runs, gave him an 8-2 lead, um, and then he pitched much more aggressively, and he struck out the side the next inning. So um, I think that's like a lesson to learn over time for a young player that, you know, you have to have the mentality that even in tight games that you have to trust your stuff. So, that should be interesting to see his development going forward, whether or not he, you know, he's now regulated to the bullpen or at least a tandem starter or whatnot uh, going forward now with the Brewers rotation fully healthy. So we'll see what we get out of him. Um, and, of course, I'm still really excited about Corbin Burns or whether or not. I'm not sure if he'll have a rotation spot going forward or not, but uh, I'm sure he'll pitch quality innings uh, and important innings for the Brewers uh, going forward. Um, so, yeah, um, overall – I had the season still pushing forward. Uh, uh, last week at this time, I was, it was we, we had just about gotten the news that the uh, whole weekend series was going to be canceled. So, um, look, a week week later, I'm really encouraged that uh, baseball is going to be able to get somehow get through this season. I hope. Yeah, I sure think it's. I mean, it seems like it's going to now. I mean, it seemed like, um, like. Once the the Marlins and the Cardinals both had their like COVID outbreaks, I think it was a little bit of a reality check for um, for the the players and, and the coaches and coaching staff for that matter. I mean, it was just, um, I, I mean, it's it's like you go out like if you go out in a group of people, like yeah, there's a real good chance that you're gonna get COVID. And like, um, I, I mean, it's just interesting. Like, I mean. Thankfully, like a lot of these guys are asymptomatic or they're not really feeling the effects or they're recovering rather quickly. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, we just have to be a little bit more cognizant of that. And hopefully if guys, you know, um, I mean, they don't have a bubble, but if they, you know, practice all the fun, social distancing, all that, whatever, uh, they'll be 
hopefully not having another outbreak like this because, I mean, yeah, this really was the season on the brink just a few days ago. Yeah. And so not, and I'm sure there's still going to be problems that pop up, but I think Major League Baseball seems willing to somehow wade through them unless there was like a huge outbreak that affected several teams at once. I think they should be able to, you know, hammer their way through this season, hopefully. And I, I hope players also, you know, saw what was having other squads and really, you know, took took a self-reflection look and like, and, you know, am I making sure I'm safe and uh, distancing myself and all that other good stuff. So um, I think I think it's going to work out, hopefully, with a wake-up call, like you said. Um, and then um, coming up here in the after this weekend, of course, I just want to point out the future of the next two weeks. Um, we have two series against – three-game series against the Twins who look like basically – the best team in baseball, and then also a four-game set at Wrigley again against the Cubs. Um, and so those are right now two team, the only two teams in baseball that have 10-plus wins um, so far. Um, and so, I don't know, it's a tough schedule coming up, but I really feel like we need to take care of business. I mean, right now those games I think are going to be huge, and the Brewers need to find a way that's 10 games coming up against those two teams. Uh, on this Red Series, I think it's going to be it's going to be pretty crucial to find out what kind of team this Brewer team is. So hopefully we get we get Braun back and um, you know the rest of the pitching finally seems a little bit healthy. So I, I think we should be fully ready to go with these next couple of weeks. I think it'll really determine how good of a team the twenty twenty Brewers really are. Yeah, I think um, the starting pitching so far has really, um, really impressed me with, even with the amount of starters that we have and the guys that are being piggybacked and everything else. Um, I mean, everyone's look really, really good. I mean, Lindblom looked great tonight. Um, Hauser looked great. Uh, Woodruff has looked great. Uh, Eric Lauer in his brief time that he's pitched so far has looked great. Corbin Burns has looked great. Like, I mean, there's a lot of great starting pitching. The bullpen has been really kind of hit or miss, um, but a lot of those times it seems like the Brewers aren't playing with a lead, so we're not seeing very much. I mean, we've only had, what, three appearances of Josh Hader in 10 games, though um, the the bullpen, though, has not um, lived up to expectations so far. And then, obviously, the hitting is has been real bad lately. I mean, it's just – I was really, really thankful that – we were able to get eight runs scratched across tonight. And not only that, but it was on seven walks, four of which you already mentioned were by Christian Yelich, which um, when they start walking, that's usually a good sign that uh, they're seeing the ball pretty well and that they're not going to get themselves out. So hopefully that's the, a sign of him being able to break out of his season-long slump. Because um, right now, I mean, wh- who are the formidable hitters in this lineup? Like Ben Gamble has – he's got two home runs and he's hitting well. So, like, he's done an okay job so far. But he is far from formidable. I mean, we basically have – Yelich hasn't been formidable yet. Um, Kesson Hira is, has pretty much the – at this point, he might be the most feared guy in the lineup. Um, Abizel Garcia has – he's done okay, but I don't think he's even had a home run yet. So, um, yeah, it's just – it's not a lineup that's going to scare anybody. But if you use the platoon right and you work your righty – lefty matchups, right? The versatility is there that we'll be able to hopefully get a lot out of this offense, but you just needed to come around. Yeah. Like you said, uh, 
we've been hitting Garcia, at least in this series, in the cleanup spot. I don't think that's a prototypical spot for his bat. Um, Justin Smoke, you know, like he's got to start hitting and move back up in the lineup. I think they moved him down in the lineup pretty much, and I think he's got to uh, he's got to get his groove on um, definitely for us to be successful going forward. And um, yeah, like I said, the rest of the guys are kind of just like scrappy hitters that are, you know, um, Ben Gamble, I think is going to be another key to our success going forward. Like I said, he's probably going to get most of Kane's at bats since I assume. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think he's got some potential to me. He does seem more of like a fourth outfielder, but now I'll give him a chance to start. I guess this is the time to shine, so to speak. Um, so we'll, we'll see what he does. As a left-handed bat, he's going to be pretty valuable for us if he can, if he can uh, show his worth. So we'll see. Like I said, I'm so excited to see Luis Urias hit the field at some point. But uh, in his stead, Orlando Arcia has definitely upped his game. I think he had like six home runs in summer camp, uh, uh, which guess don't count for anything. But he's kept it up and been a pretty solid hitter um, at the plate this season. So – uh, shows you a little healthy competition coming over can do to a player. So, I mean, um, I think the Brewers are in pretty good shape depth-wise all the way around the diamond. It's just, um, or we were at least. I mean, now the outfield, uh, I'm a little bit worried about that with Kane missing now. There's only a certain number of guys that can play center field, but we did see Avi Garcia get locked some innings there in the last week or so. And I think Ben Gamble uh, needs to stay healthy, and hopefully that'll be his role and stuff. But, uh, Again, kudos to Stern for building that depth. He's, we even have guys like Ken Broxton uh, available to us if need be. So I think I think we'll be all right. Um, I just I just don't think we'll be as good of an offense as last either the last two years, which we both made the playoffs. So I think it's really going to come down to our pitching and our bullpen. And again, like you said, some of the bullpen guys we just don't know about, and it, like we haven't seen too much. Of, how the Brewers are going to utilize Corey Knable yet because there's so many opportunities for even setup games or whatever. But um, I think he needs to be back to his old self, and I think the Brewers will be all right. Uh, other guys have looked really good. Like I mentioned in the last podcast, Devin Williams and David Phelps has looked pretty good. And, um, yeah, I think I think our bullpen's pretty strong, um, obviously, with Hader at the back of it, but um, no, I, I just think that we've got some pretty good depth for the bullpen too. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens going forward, but I'm pretty excited about the next two weeks. Like I said, it's probably a good sign that Yelich with the four walks and the inside park home on night is about to break out of his slump. And I think it'd be perfect timing with the Reds and Cubs and twins all coming up here in the next 10 days or so. So. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Lorenzo Cain in just a second, but the one thing that you touched on was um, it's weird because, like, when you look at, like, the Brewers starters and the Brewers bullpens, we have a lot of guys with, like, like deceptive arm motions and deliveries and things like that. And not only that, but, like, we have pitchers that, I mean, like, that just have such interesting pitching repertoires that you just don't see every day, like – you know how they would say, like, sometimes, oh, if you face a knuckleball pitcher, like, that might throw off your hitting for, like, the next three days because you're just, like, it's going to mess you up. And I wonder if, like, guys like um, like Lindblom tonight and uh, Yardley, uh, even Alex Claudio to a lesser extent, like, these guys, they throw, like, they're soft tossers, but um, they still get their outs. And uh, it makes me wonder if, 
if you would want to use a guy like Yardley on the first day of each series, uh, just about no matter what, like just to kind of hopefully mess up a couple people or something like that, like just to give them a change of pace. But it's it's a very interesting bullpen. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's definitely a good point, Scott. Um, so yeah, I, I think that we're starting to see like what we're gonna get out of some of these guys, like Lindblom again. He's kind of an unknown. Like it's possibility he could come back into the major leagues after being away several years and just had no success. But I think the Brewers signed him on a really cheap, team-friendly deal. Um, and I, I think, you know, um, he's, it's going to become a huge bargain for him based off what I've seen that he's capable of. Um, and a couple other, you know, obviously bringing Brett Anderson, um, if he can stay on the field, he at least had some nice veteran depth. Um, and, again, I think with our, our – you know, Eric Lauer also looked pretty good. He was a nice acquisition in that Grisham deal too. Um, so – yeah, I, I just think that uh, I'm not – the depth is really is nice, you know, to be able to use our guys kind of in those tandem roles, uh, especially as they build up their pitch counts here. So far early in the season, it's kind of worked out. But with that being said, the Brewers are sitting at 500. I feel like, you know, we can be a much better team than that. So we'll see what we do going forward. But uh, I, I really don't think we can afford to stumble and really have a bad next two weeks, like I said, with those teams coming up. But, um, yeah. And now I, I think we're not even going to see the Cardinals for quite a while. I think not until, um, yeah, not until basically the 14th of September. And that's so ridiculous that, like, all, like, <laughs> I guess that's all nine of our games against the Cardinals this year are going to come in six days. It's kind of ridiculous. Or is it seven days? Okay. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. We have a Thursday, we have a Thursday game. Uh, so, actually, that I was wrong that last series against this Cardinals was originally not a three-game series. It was originally a four-game series at Bush Stadium on Thursday through Sunday, and now we've added a quote-unquote home game of a doubleheader on that Friday. So it's actually five five games in um, in those four days, plus six in the three at Miller Park. So yeah, ten games in seven days. It'll be crazy. End of the year, all Cardinals Brewers. It's going to be insane. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll We'll see. It's pretty sad. We'll actually be done with all of our games against the Cubs before we even play our first game against the Cardinals now. Um, crazy times. Crazy, crazy times. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Oh, the one thing I wanted to circle back about Lorenzo Cain, like we, I know we've talked about it a little bit. Like, obviously, uh, losing a guy like Lorenzo is um, for the year like that. I mean, it it is pretty devastating, but I mean, you lose kind of three things when you lose Lorenzo, like number one, you lose a table setter at the top of your order. And uh, that's pretty devastating. Then you lose a gold glove center fielder uh, on defense. That's pretty devastating. And then you also lose uh, a clubhouse leader uh, with that veteran presence that I think that he's uh, probably uh, one of the leaders in the clubhouse. And I think he's probably one of the most respected uh, so having said that, like, I know that we've talked a little bit about it, like defensively, um, Ben Gamble is probably going to get most of the center field starts or unless like if Keon Broxton does get called up, like he could also, um, I, I don't know, like maybe as a defensive sub or something like that. Like I, I don't see Keon getting a lot of starts, but, um, unless there's another injury or who knows, but, um, 
So you're not going to be able to replace him as a defender. Um, as far as at the top of the order, um, is there anyone that can come close? Um, and then also, who are we going to get as who's going to step up in the clubhouse and be the next like leader? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of shoes to fill, or, or two big shoes at least with Lorenzo Cain. And again, there's no coincidence that we signed uh, Lorenzo Cain two year a little over two off seasons ago, and we've made the playoffs both years. He's been with the team. He also has a track record of um, participating in two World Series as a member of the Kansas City Royals. It's another small market team. Um, so there's something that he brings to those teams um, in the locker room, on the field, all the way around. He won a gold glove last year for the first time. I mean, he's a great leadoff hitter. He consistently gets on base. He, you know, there's, I don't know, that was a huge, like I said, I think it's a huge blow to the Brewers uh, overall season, um, you know, losing him. And uh, I'll be excited to have him back next year. But um, we got to do what we got to do. I mean, next man up type of thing. And like I said, right now that's Ben Gamble probably. But, um, yeah, I mean, we just need to, the Brewers offense needs to do a little bit better than what they've done for sure in order to have a chance to make the playoffs and and uh, do anything in the playoffs. I mean, I complained at the end of the season when they made that literally uh, last-minute switch to 10 teams making the playoffs and overall in baseball to 16 teams this year. Uh, just because I didn't want it to be something they kept permanently, I think it really waters down the entire league, similar to the NBA and such. But uh, for this year, I guess – in hindsight, I would say it does make some sense. And especially now, I feel that if only 10 teams are making the playoffs. The Brewers would be in deep trouble right now. Even they would, they would not be looking like a playoff team to me, but I think they can sneak in and what is one of the 16 teams that they, if the, with the base off of even what the offense that they have. So was, we'll see, but I'm confident that they can sneak in the playoffs. And I think before the season started, like on, on our new opening day, like two weeks ago, um, I think that Twitter, uh, we asked like with the new, uh, 16 team playoff format, if the Brewers were a playoff team. And I think it was like 94% said that we would be making the playoffs. And obviously like a lot of things are going to happen throughout the course of this year. And you don't know if that'll hold up, but I, I still think that even with the losses that we have, like, like Lorenzo Kane, um, I think that this is still a playoff team, although, um, yeah, I don't know. If it was still – if you ask me right now, would the Brewers be a playoff team if it was just 10 teams making the playoffs? I don't know. That's that's almost a coin flip to me. But um, hopefully this will help. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think that obviously their chances are, are greatly increased by the um, three extra teams in the NL alone making it. So, I mean, I feel that I feel that we will – hopefully still make it but like I said we you know I think Braun needs to come back and and, and be the hitter that he is I think he's a huge key I mean because you look at our middle lineup with Kira Yelich and Braun that that's just so much better than what we've been throwing out there with like Jed Jerko and in the middle lineup and even Avi Garcia hitting the cleanup so yeah and I think I think that's that's big so uh we'll see so I don't know yeah. All right, so that pretty much wraps up. I don't know if you want to tell um, – I know Vince, you mentioned all this stuff about Facebook and yada, yada, yada. Um, but um, 
if you want to go ahead and throw that out there, Scott, before we wrap up this episode, and hopefully we can come back with maybe a season sweep for for your fans on uh, against on Sunday night against the Reds. We'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do another series recap on Sunday after Brewers uh, wrap up that one at home in Park. Yep. Um, all I'll say is uh, Twitter at BrewCreview1. Uh, that's where we're at. Uh, definitely um, uh, hopefully follow us there and um, we'll talk a little baseball with you there. And we'll, we'll usually throw up polls and, you know, keep you up to date on the latest Brewer news. Uh, additionally, like our anonymous source, Tom Carter, usually gives us some good inside info. Um, although he told, he told me that he didn't, he was thinking about giving us less info, but I can't remember why. Um, Oh, it was because um, we keep saying his full name. <laughs> Whoops, I guess I did that again. Oh, well. but um, Next time. Yeah. We'll get the right one these times. Yeah, that makes sense. But, um, no, it should be interesting. Yeah. Um, definitely check us out on Twitter. And then um, hopefully if, if you like this and enjoy this, like um, we enjoy, you know, interacting with you guys and, you know, just talking baseball in general. Um, Whoever gave us some uh, five-star reviews lately, greatly, greatly appreciate it, man. Like, we don't have that many um, ratings and reviews in general. So, like, if you have – like, if you want to throw out a five-star, like, please do. We greatly appreciate it. Um, it, it means so much to us. And, um, yeah, drop us a line on Twitter. And tell all your friends. Hopefully, like uh, – I mean, we're not obviously advertising anywhere or anything like that. So, um, yeah, if we can get more listeners, like, that's always a great thing. So thank you. That sounds like we got some dogs in with man. So this is awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it off, guys. Yeah, it's probably a break in. Don't worry about it. I have an attack last off, so slash Bizon. She's like fourteen pounds. So yeah, she'll take care of it. I'm not worried about it. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Stay classy and go Brewers. Go Brewers. Na 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 na